the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Monday. My weekend was okay. Had a little bit of a sinus headache this weekend. Don't know why, but did. Yesterday, I just uh, kind of lounged on the couch and vegged on television, most of which was really ridiculous. I watched a new movie called Outside the Wire. Uh, it had the guy from the Marvel movies uh, plays. Um, Oh, gosh, he's going to be playing Captain America now. Uh, black actor. Good guy. Like his stuff. Was, Anthony uh, Mackie? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Mackie, yeah. yeah he, Hotel Rwanda, right? That wasn't the one. I think that was one of his movies. Uh, he's in this movie. He plays a cyborg, uh, and uh, he's with another guy, and they're over in the Ukraine, and they're trying to stop some terrorists from getting uh, nuclear weapons or whatever. It was, I'd give it a C. It was a Netflix original. I'd just give it a C. So if you're just wanting to waste some time, don't have anything else to do, it's a decent movie to watch. Now, I did watch another movie. It's been around for about a quarter of a century. And it made me, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting because it's more relevant today uh in part than it was when it came out people didn't understand when it came out some of the stuff that was talking about but it's called johnny mnemonic does everybody remember that one with keanu reeves you remember that one i remember the name I don't johnny think I mnemonic saw okay well he's he's one of these guys that's got a a big chip in his head and they can download data into him and he carries it it's like you know high secrecy stuff you know and uh just you watch it and see how they react to big tech in the movie. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> big tech. They 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 had their eyes open about big tech. I'm just telling you. And big pharma. Pretty good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed watching that again over the weekend. That's what I watched. Did I watch football? Nah. Nah, didn't do that. Didn't watch it. And I guess a couple of pretty good games. The Buffalo game was... Uh, was it uh, no Kansas City and the Cleveland game was pretty good. Cleveland did it again. If you remember, back, was it Bynum? Was that the running back's number or name that as he's going into the end zone, he fumbled for Cleveland and they lost against Denver? I don't know if everybody, that's when Elway and Bernie Kozar were the quarterbacks. Uh, Kozar, of course, Cleveland and uh, over there in Denver. But uh, what was interesting is yesterday, 
Cleveland lost the game when they fumbled the ball going into the end zone. They were at about the one-inch line. Mm. They were there and couldn't carry it they over the line. They couldn't get it over the line. <laughs> couldn't, get, couldn't finish. Couldn't finish. They had that. And then uh, New Orleans, uh, i just reading the, the, the story on it, uh, evidently turned the ball over three times. Yes, you don't turn the ball over in playoff time and, and win. And they lost. And so... Who's going to the uh, NFC Championship game against Green Bay? If you said Tampa Bay, you're right. I bet you none of you had Tampa Bay to go all the way. Yeah, Brady was there, but nobody thought he'd make that big of a difference. He's going to the championship, and they'll, they'll play Green Bay. If they could knock off Green Bay, they go to the Super Bowl. That would be that would be a story that would highlight his career. To be honest, all right. It really, really, really would be. But anyway, that's what went on in sports. Let's get to politics because there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, in the studio for the power panel today, Paul Calvert is here. Artie Hopper is here. You know Artie from Sonny's Auto. He's uh, here with us today. And then Ed Monk is here from Last Resort Firearms Training. He has joined us today. I definitely wanted him in because we're going to talk about uh, SYG today. And uh, we'll see what he has to say about that. And uh, Iverson's not here today. He is in Texas. He's down in Texas doing some work down there. So he'll be back next week. He said, I'll be there. I'll be there next week. I said, okay, that's cool. It's no no problem. I guess he had today off. Today is uh, Martin Luther King Day. So um, took a day off and uh, did some traveling over the weekend, evidently. All right, good to have you. By the way, we'll talk about MLK. Uh, coming up uh, in the final half hour of the show when Bob Woodson joins us. He is, of course, uh, many people will recognize that name. I think he's 84 now Mm. and uh, civil rights activist, but not the type that we see today. Just telling you, don't expect him to say, yeah, that that, uh, Black Lives Matter stuff, that's really all, you know, Mm. that's what Martin Luther King was talking about. Don't expect him to say that. So he'll be with us. Uh, in the last half hour of the show, we're trying to get some other people lined up. Has Bob said he anything? He is not. Yeah, it may be a bit early for him. He's yeah, he sleeps in a little bit. But well, no, yeah, I'm not if sure. If we get him, we we'll try to get him. We're trying to get another person to talk about yeah. the sales and car tax. John would like to call him, but he said he's got to feed all the farm animals and get to the office in a hurry this morning. Oh, so okay, he's, not he's trying to run a business, run a farm. And, uh, no, and, thought, and and the oh, uh, they're not here. They're not here today. Yeah, they're not It's Martin Luther King Day. It'll be, I think they're going to have Tuesday on, and then I, guess, I don't I guess know. Wednesday. Who yeah, cares? I don't know. Normally, Monday. The fewer kind of, days they're in session, the less I got to hold on to my wallet. That's the way I always look at it. Whenever, whenever the the legislature the legislature is in session, hold on to your wallet or watch out because uh, they'll be probably trying to figure out. Some way to separate you from your money. All right, so last week, Bob Ballinger, who's been been on the show many a time, he's a good friend of the show, in fact, uh, Senator Ballinger brought up his Stand Your Ground legislation that we have talked about many times here on the show as well, and it got through the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. Now, remember what I always say about committees. Committees are where bills go to die. Uh, and uh, it did not die in right. the Senate Judiciary. So we would expect that it will be voted on this week on the floor of the Senate. They'll probably bring it before the full body and vote on it. 
uh, the full the full the full body will pass this bill i think they probably will although there's... i don't think it's a probable i think that you can this is a 99.9 or i i do believe I would hope so. I mean, just anything can happen. But, I mean, there's there's been some opposition out there, one from the left and oh, crazy enough. It's, there's been some from the, the gun rights folks, too. I think there's some Well, some they, they should there. just sit down and be quiet right now. I, do you understand that, Ed? Why, why is it that, you know, gun rights people, this is a good piece of legislation. In my opinion, I've seen this all over the country with my military careers. I've moved around, and I, I happened to be in a lot of the states as they were trying to pass concealed carry. And there's just a section of the people who claim to support gun rights, to use the football analogy, they always want to throw the bomb. They want to get 100% perfect. And i got no problem with getting 100% perfect if it's gettable. Instead of if we can gain six yards, if we can make the law better right now, let's make it better right now. Let's, let's get as much as we can. But er, unfortunately, a lot of laws that would make gun rights better all over the country didn't pass because a portion of the people who claim to support gun rights say if you don't make it a hundred percent pure i'm going to fight it and so the the people who oppose gun rights have a faction of the people who support gun rights actually internally fighting against the cause yeah i, and, I don't get it i i and there's a lot of i've heard a lot of disinformation about this like the same with the enhanced people okay. people were making Stuff wild up. claims Would they be about making things up seriously oh yeah <laughs> I, i've had people say well i don't get the enhanced license because if you get the enhanced then you have the duty to retreat i'm like no the duty to retreat in the arkansas law is under the deadly force law it has nothing to do with what kind of license or if you even have a license it's right duty to retreat is actually from what i understand it's actually an, an old english common law thing it's actually been put in the statute in arkansas but it's, it is it's, yeah. yeah it's still an, an old english common law thing that it's basically if you can retreat in safety, you have a duty to retreat rather than use deadly force. And, and I think it's one of those things that people don't really understand the concept of what it even is for. And so one example of that, let's say I've got some guy that he's he's 400 pounds and five feet tall, just morbidly obese, and he's holding a baseball bat, and he's waddling toward me. And he says, I'm going to beat your head in. Well, okay, I can easily just walk away from that guy. He, he can't. There's no way he can catch me. I can readily retreat from him in safety current law requires me to do so rather than standing my ground and waiting for him to come up and start beating on me then i can use deadly force arkansas law would say no you can't do that i have arkansas law tells me i have to leave i have to retreat from this thug who's going to beat beat the problem is is you have a sometimes you have a left-wing judge making that decision whether you had the duty to retreat or not i mean let me that may be and so so, uh, and that's if you had the ability to retreat or not, so uh, I think you're it right. Needs to be, it, the decision needs to be in 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 the hands of the person that's trying to protect their lives or protect well, their family's I, life, and and not I think a I th- judge somewhere. Well, I think the point here is that with Bob Ballinger's bill, it would just be be saying that you know what, I don't have a duty to retreat from this guy. I have a duty to to stand where I'm standing because I have a right to stand here. I have no duty to to, to walk away or run away from some thug who's trying to kill me. All right. Go ahead. I was just going to say, imagine uh, here we're talking about the the duties of a person just going about their daily life, mm-hmm. trying to live a good, innocent life when a violent criminal is trying to kill them in public. Right. Why, it, it, it may seem strange to some people. Why don't we flip it and say the violent criminal has a duty not to attack innocent people? That's where the duty lies. <laughs> and what, what I always bring up in this, it's a Supreme Court case in 1921 called Brown versus U.S. And the, the guy who wrote the opinion was Oliver Wendell Holmes. And it was a self-defense case that the 
the person who defended himself was found guilty because he didn't retreat. But in the Supreme Court, they said no. And the quote is, detached reflection cannot be demanded in the presence of an uplifted knife. So you're going about your daily business, going through the convenience store parking lot. Two people try to knife you and kill you and take your car, and you defend yourself. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't sit around the table drinking coffee, pondering about, well, you know, now that I look at the the camera video, you know, it's possible. You know, couldn't he have backing up? Couldn't he have? Well, he didn't have that option, that luxury of all that time to think. He was attacked. So Mm -hmm. we can't put that kind of uh, requirements on them. And this is what I bring up all the time. If you're attacked by someone trying to kill you in the parking lot, it's probably, hopefully, the worst day of your life. And you should, if if you're innocent and someone attacks you, that you ought to be allowed to defend yourself. The right. burden should be on the duty should be on the person to obey the law and not attack. I you. like what you said. Why don't we have a law that says can't you can't attack people? Yeah. I thought we did have laws like <laughs> that and, and hold we people do, to course. that duty. But, Prosecute people right. that don't uphold that right. duty, not the and, innocent and, person defending themselves. And I think part of this maybe kind of goes back to the the English side of the English common law is that they weren't free people. They were subjects. They they believed that government was superior as opposed to in a free society that the people are, are are the ones that are the superiors, and we shouldn't have to wait for government to say well. You don't have to give up your rights. Well, we'll and, and so it, it's kind of a, an interesting concept, but the fact is that we're supposed to be free. We should not have to give up our rights to thugs. All right. Got to get a break in. Don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing's ready to help you out, take care of your roof. If you've noticed some stuff about your roof that worries you, like, you know, uh, down at the bottom of the drain, you see uh, little granular pieces of, uh, like, rock, well, that is coming off of your shingles, and you should have them checked because when all that comes off, then leaks can start. Uh, if you see uh, perhaps uh, a stain on the roof of one of your rooms, the ceiling, uh, you should have your roof checked. All of those things are necessary, and PI Roofing, your roof leak detectives, will walk your roof and using their uh, you know, professional expertise can tell if there's uh, leaks starting, perhaps leaks getting ready to start, or your roof is 100% in good shape. So you should give them a call and let them uh, do their thing. 707-3551. The last thing you want is to see part of your ceiling in a room starting to buckle because you got a leak. Get it taken care of before it gets to that. And and have it done by PI Roofing. They'll follow all the COVID-19 protocols. Keep your family safe that way. Keep their workers safe as well. 707-3551 is their number. 707-3551. You need work on your, on your roof? Then none other than PI Roofing. PIRoofing.com. All right, we continue on. We're talking about Stand Your Ground. It got to the Judiciary Committee of the State Senate last week uh, on a 5-2 vote. Uh, The five votes, uh, all Republicans, two votes, one was from a Democrat, uh, that was Flowers, she voted against, and the other from a Republican, although I'm not sure if he considers himself a Republican, because I keep hearing he's going to run for governor in 2022 as an independent. uh, Really? Hindren? Yeah. Hindren runs an independent? Yeah. yeah, Because he knows he... You tell me if you if you were getting ready to run for for the governorship, 
even though you're related to the governor, mm-hmm. even though everybody up in northwest Arkansas knows you. That would be an interesting. Would you want to run in the primary against, against Sanders, Rutledge, and Tim. Griffin? I don't think I would. Yeah, it would be a, a bit of a rat race, but man, I think it would be hard for him to win as an independent. I don't think he can win either way either. Yeah, I think but you're probably right. Sometimes I wonder what they said one time if he was convicted of being a Republican, if there'd be enough if evidence, evidence if he was to charged. prosecute him. I don't know. <laughs> if he was charged with being a Republican. Yeah, especially when it comes to these hate crime, these Democratic uh, hate crime laws that him and his uncle have come up with. Yeah. I tell well, you he's what. written, you know, Hendren's the one who helped you know hammer out he's the wordsmith for the hate crimes legislation and most of the people who support it uh are democrats i haven't really seen so it, republicans it, signing on to so it. i guess i guess maybe maybe he actually believes it or i wonder if it's if his motivation is to to bring more business to the state and because there's so many of these left-wing nut job businesses that that like this yeah, kind Walmart. of legislation I mean, is that what he's? Is that what the goal is here? We need to grow our revenue for the state by bringing in more business. Is that is that the motivation here? I mean, I think it's more like a pack. But here's the it's thing that, that really does amaze me about business right now is evidently it is a smart thing to censor people. That if you censor people, then you figure part of your of your uh, clientele will buy more of your product. I mean, a good, you know, think Ralph Lauren uh, just uh, pulling their sponsorship away for Justin Thomas. And I'm not saying that they can't do this. I mean, they're a privately owned company, but I think they should think it through a little bit. Uh, he missed a shot Saturday in a golf tournament. And as he's walking away, uh, he, he said a word that, uh, you know, if you used it uh, at somebody, like, uh, you know, a, a gay guy or something, they might take real exception to it. Well, he muttered it under his breath to himself, mm. all right? He was referring to himself mm-hmm. when he said it, and Ralph Lauren pulled all of their sponsorship away from him. Mm. Well, it seems like when it comes to the hate crime bills and, and all this censorship that, you know, our freedom is for sale. Now, for an Arkansan, uh, we take the Second Amendment seriously. We take our religious freedom seriously. We take our freedom per- seriously, period. So if some company says, I'm not coming to Arkansas unless you take some of the people's freedoms away from them, then uh, an Arkansan is going to say no. We were at the state committee meeting for the Republican Party, and 80 percent of the people in that room was against hate crime legislation, but the governor doesn't care but right now what's going on with businesses is they're attacking anybody that had any kind of positive thing to say about president trump to, to i mean so they, the, make sure i'm caught up here yeah on martin luther king's birthday we're celebrating the guy who said we should not judge people by the color of their skin right but we're talking about hate crimes legislation that judges people because of the color of their skin yeah exactly. okay all right i'm caught up <laughs> absolutely exactly. and bob woodson when he joins us at seven thirty-five is going to make that point that the left has totally rewrote the civil war the civil rights battle that Martin Luther King was so integral part of and uh, he's going to talk about about that with us here on the show I think that uh, you guys are going to enjoy listening to what Bob Woodson has to say uh the post by the way on Wendell Griffin that we have on my Facebook page 
about uh, how he cannot uh, take any capital crimes any longer Mm -hmm. as a judge. The Supreme Court told him that, I guess, Friday. uh, Has had 12,400 hits thus far. Wow. So people paying attention to Judge Griffin. Yeah, I, I thought that they had already blocked him from having. No, was it, this, it was, was this kind of an official. This was the action? Supreme Court of Arkansas finally saying completely that no, you can't, no you can't see any capital yeah. murder stuff they, because they, of they, what they, of what he did when he went and laid down on right. that gurney in front of the uh, uh, governor's house. Right, I understand that. And I, I think he should just be impeached and kick him out of office. Well, for, there's a lot of other, there's for, a lot of Republicans sins, and other. I think a few Democrats that thought that that was a might be a viable way to go, but evidently they decided they didn't want to get into the whole, you know, did you want to get into that kind of a war, so to speak, so to speak. Yeah, but but he he's been from what I can from what I gather, he's been trashing the constitution in his rulings. And so I mean I, that's that's what I want him impeached over. I don't really care about this death penalty. I do care about the death penalty thing, but 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 um, well, it seems I, like this is a straw that broke the camel's back and gave them the opportunity mm-hmm. to to bar him from those yeah, things. And, and to send him a very very strong message. All right, let's get the news in. Then we'll come back. We'll talk more. Ed Monk's here and a whole lot of other people. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's Martin Luther King Day. It's a day that every American should uh, reflect on what Dr. King had to say. Hold hold on a second. Talk to me. Uh, Bob, hold on. I'll be right with you. Let me remind everybody that healthy volunteers are still needed for the COVID-19 vaccine clinical research study. That study's going on right now. All you have to do if you are a good or stable health individual is call 501-954-7822 or go online to uh, the letter C, the number 19 vaccine study, it's one word, dot com, and see if you're eligible. No insurance is required to take part. All of this, uh, you know, study-related care is absolutely free. So if you want to be part of this, again, the number is 501-954-7822 or C, 19 vaccine study, uh, dot all right, let's move in. Bob Woodson is with us. He has written an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. It's out today. How the left hijacked civil rights. And it's good to have uh, Bob with us, a man of, uh, of honor, has worked in the civil rights uh, movement for years and years and years, uh, and adheres to what Dr. King talked about and taught. Uh, that's not so much the case now, uh, Bob I'll turn it over to you. Uh, what should we be remembering about Dr. King today? Well, again, Dr. King fought for inclusion in the American uh, the body. of, And Dr. King did so based upon the time-honored Judeo-Christian values of this nation. He uh, challenged America to live up to its promise. But today, uh, many of the civil rights leaders have become part of what I call the race grievance industry. Um, they have forfeited the moral authority and the high grounds to radical um, progressives who have used it and using race and the so-called pursuit of social justice as a bludgeon to really um, attack the nation. Um, Black Lives Matters and other radical groups don't care about black folks. They're just using them as a proxy to, to kind of destabilize this this country 
for instance, it was the values of family and faith that enabled black America to survive slavery and Jim Crow. Uh, in the midst, when white people were at their worst, we were at our best. When we were denied access to hotels, we built our own. We built our own medical schools, our colleges, our universities, insurance companies, banks. All of this we did um, um, in fulfillment of the American dream. But the, but the left um, this, this, this tries to discredit all of that or dismiss it or cause us to forget. And so what we're trying to do at the Woodson Center is challenge uh, the left and the civil rights community um, and, and to, to help people to understand no one, a country or an individual, should be judged by the worst of what it used to be. So America, slavery and Jim Crow was America's birth defect, but Americans uh, are, are, should be defined as a country of redemption, a country of second chances, and that's what Dr. King fought for and reminded us, and that's why the movement was successful in helping in the redemption of the country, uh, helping up to live up to its values. And so that's why uh, I wrote this column, and that's what the Woodson Center is committed to doing. Well, Bob, you're, you're what, 82, 83 years old? 83. You're 83. 83 years young. All right. You've been blessed by God because, you know, every day we get to live is a day that we haven't earned in our lifetime. Let's just put it that way. It's only by the grace of, of God that we continue to live. I'm 68. I remember the civil rights movement of Dr. King. I remember what he stood for. Uh, he touched me when I was a high school uh, student. Uh, his his writings have continued to touch me, but uh, when I look at what Black Lives Matter do now uh, does now, that would break his heart. He w- he wouldn't have anything to do with that. He really wouldn't. And I about two weeks, three weeks ago, there is a, a, a an image that is searing in my memory in my mind that really tells me how far down we've come. There was a, a black woman pushing an, uh, a toddler in a stroller in the Trump uh, p- uh, rally, not this past one, the one before. And a white woman with a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on physically attacked this woman and her child. Can you imagine? And, and four and white Antifa thugs. Yep. Uh, tried to snatch a flag away from a black woman and dragged her to the ground by her hair. And yet there's no outrage by that. There's no, no, there's no, no challenging of this. And, the, and, of course, the media did not report it. That's how, that's how far uh, the movement has declined. Um, and that's why we at the Woodson Center and what we call 1776, we have uh, produced a group of essays that go back and talks about when whites were at their worst, we were at their best. Only in America could people be born slaves who died millionaires. And we chronicle some of those in our essays that are published. And in my new book, the, 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 the lessons from the least of these, I also talk about stories of redemption and transformation in the midst of challenging circumstance. This is what America is all about. America. That's why blacks fought in every single uh, conflict that this country has had. And we didn't do so to defend slavery. We did so to defend 
the, the promise of America. I was what? old enough to, to know in the Second World War, we had two victory signs, victory against fascism in Europe and victory against racism here. That's right. Mr. Woodson, you're saying, this is R.D. Hopper, we thank you for calling in today, but you're saying that there was a standard that our forefathers had that w- that they set the bar to achieve to, and the standard was the word of God in the peace in the belief that all men are created in the in God's image and all men are created equal, as Acts ten thirty four Peter perceived whenever he came to Cornelius's house that God is not a respecter of persons, and uh, and and this got this country I believe is getting away from God, and and God has not le- left us that we have left Him in a return would mean peace for everyone so. Is is that correct? Is that what you're saying? That is that is exactly correct. And it was faith in God. You, you realize in the 1930s to 40s, when racism was enshrined in law, it, the black Americans, uh, it was our faith in Christ and also our nuclear families that caused us to have the highest marriage rate of any group in society. Elderly people could walk safely in their communities without fear of being assaulted. And that is because it was our faith in God, and, and that's what Dr. King uh, talked about. Not just talked about it, but he witnessed to it. And in, in, in my book, the, uh, the Lessons from the Least of These, I talk about radical grace. There was a, a man who was uh, Robert Smalls, who was born a slave, escaped, um, and it became a hero in the, in the war. Uh, in the Civil War. He later uh, became a wealthy uh, a businessman in Reconstruction. He, he, he became a, a congressman. He actually went back and purchased the plantation in which he was a slave, and because the slave master's wife and children were destitute, he took them in, and because she was delusional, he allowed her to sleep in her master bedroom that's radical grace in action. God's principles are not bad for us. We pr- we all pray that one day we can once again be one nation under God. That day come when Jesus comes back. I'm just telling you. All right, Bob, if you'll hold on, i got to get a, a quick break in, and then we'll come back okay. and do more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Bob Woodson is our guest uh, from the Woodson Center, a great organization. Uh, if you don't know very much about it, Google it, read it. I don't. They haven't. They haven't taken away your uh, your place in uh, the internet yet, have they? About? Not yet. Okay, but they're they leaving you alone. Warnings to me. <laughs> Taking care of you right now. All right. It's Dave Ellswick's show. We'll be back with Bob in just a moment. Let me remind you that you know selling your home shouldn't have to be a real hassle. Uh, if you get the right people working with you, it's not. Uh, Brian and Penny realized that when they decided to sell their Hensley home. But then they spoke with Dustin, and they decided to trust him with listing their home. It was the best decision that they had ever made because Dustin used his superior marketing and had their home sold in two days for six to take that back. I was going to say sixteen thousand, eighteen thousand dollars over the asking price. What can be better uh, than walking away with more money in your pocket? And that can happen when you contact. Uh, Dustin Turner, and he's who I've been telling you, if I was selling my house today, I'd be giving him a call because he's the man who can really help you. Call Dustin Turner today at 501-952-2969. 
501-952-2969. I mean, if your house is sitting on the market, there's not moving at all. Maybe you're getting a few people to come by, look at it. Get more people to come by, look at it, and get somebody to buy it. That's the key. Uh, go online as well to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com and start packing. We've got about 12 minutes left with uh, Bob Woodson uh, from the Woodson Center. Bob, for my listeners, where where should they go on the Internet to uh, check out the Woodson Center? You can go to woodsoncenter.org or 1776unites.com. 1776unites.com. Either one will if, take you to us, and you can uh, find out about us. Okay. If, if you're a history teacher like uh, uh, Ed Monk, who's sitting in the studio with me today at my power panel, uh, you should get that material. You'd love that material about 1776. I will. It's really, really good. All right, I got Paul Calvert from my power panel hill. He wants to ask you a question, Bob. Go ahead, Paul. Yes, Mr. Woodson, this is Paul Calvert here. Um, So one of the things that kind of bothers me, and you were talking about earlier, the um, how black people used to have their own businesses and banks and and, and whatever else, and I think that's pretty cool, but we don't see that so much anymore. I'm kind of wondering what is is the cause of that, and is it because that maybe government came in and decided, well, we're going to make things equal – and, and therefore, we're going to make it harder for everybody to do business. We're going to we're going to make sure everybody's safe in their business, and so we're going to regulate the hound out of everything. Is that what drove a lot of these businesses out of, out of business? Is because government supposedly regulated us into safety, which regulated a lot of black people out of business? Well, there were two. There were forces inside that made the mistake of embracing integration instead of desegregation. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting. Um, and, that's an interesting uh, d- 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 differentiation. Yeah, when I left the movement over the issue of forced busing for integration, the, the the opposite of segregation is desegregation. I, I want the the right to go and live where I choose. Sure. I just don't want someone prohibiting it. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't say that anything is all. If you say integration is the goal, then anything is all black is all bad. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's yeah, for, forced integration is is not liberty. Forced integration and bus is is disastrous. Yeah, we and, saw and that so, in Boston, didn't we? Yeah, and also the other ones, the decline of the family. Yeah, is, is, yes, uh, and that happened in the sixty up until nineteen sixty five. Eighty five percent of all blacks had two parent households, now and through um, switch, and, and I won't take the time, but there was government policy at the time. Um, made welfare extended uh, in the poverty programs, and there was an assault on the family. In fact, it was a women's movement said that, and uh, Cloud and Piven, these people at the University of uh, Columbia University School of Social Work said, if you can separate work from income, it will then make uh, men redundant. We need to show the moral inconsistencies of capitalism so if we can just make it possible for millions of blacks to go on welfare, it will bankrupt the system, and then we can redistribute income. That was a part of their strategy. I wrote about that in my book. Um, but and, but they, it wasn't just a policy formulation. Government also made welfare more generous, and, and, and it really replaced the man. And so you saw the, with the decline in the family, you saw the increase in drug addiction, uh, aberrant behavior, all of those social forces that 
what 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 slavery couldn't destroy, Jim Crow could not destroy. The progressive policies of the 60s did succeed. Um, Do you think that I'm right when I I speak on my show and I say that the, the worst enemy that that uh, black people had was Lyndon Baines Johnson? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. I document this in my book, The Triumphs of Joseph. Uh, I talk in chapter and verse about that, how in the 60s, uh, Tom Sowell also wrote between the largest reduction in poverty in the black community occurred between 1940 and 1965. There were dramatic reductions. And then it plateaued for the next 50 years, even though we spent $22 trillion on programs to aid the poor. 70 cents of every one of those dollars went not to the poor, but those that served the poor. Mm-hmm. And they asked which problems Bureaucrats. are fundable, not which ones are solvable. So we created a commodity out of poor people, really. So there were perverse incentives for making them independent. Well, I, I just so, know this, Bob. I grew up, I was born in Gary, Indiana, and grew up outside of Gary. And Gary was a thriving metropolis for black business. But after Lyndon Baines Johnson became president, you you could blow a wind through, through Gary, and you couldn't find a black business. Urban renewal did more to destroy black businesses than anything the Klan or the White Citizens Council could have ever done. Wow. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so give them those, the names of that new book that you got out. People need to read it, Bob. you got a lot of good things yeah. to tell them. It's called Lessons from the Least of These. You can order it on Amazon. Lessons from the Least of These. All right. If if, if Doctor called the Woodson Principles. If Doctor <clears throat> if Doctor King was alive today, I've got a couple of moments left. What's the number one thing he would say to America today? He would say, "Stop helping black people." <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't that the same thing that that was it? George Washington Carver said the same thing. No, yeah, so he yeah. said that that. <clears throat> He said that, that there are a lot of people who make their living off of black grievance. If we lose that grievance, they'll lose their income. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I, I say that we need to stop helping black people, man. Uh, and, and, yeah, just that's, leave that's them alone. They'll we'll do say. fine, won't yeah, they, Bob? Yeah, just leave us alone. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what we all say about government. I love the vein of our existence are, are self-flagellating guilty white people. They need to get over their guilt. And 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 I think uh, angry white, uh, angry rich black people. All right, well, Bob Woodson. It's cool. always a pleasure to talk to you, man. You're such a, a clear clarion voice uh, for America today. Thanks so much for joining us on the Dave Ellswick Show. And thank you. All right, Bob Woodson here on the Dave Ellswick Show again. WoodsonCenter.org. That's for, now you got, now you know why I say a lot of the things that I say on this show. All right, uh, read his book. Seriously, you'll find it with Amazon.com. The least of these, you want to take a look at that, uh, as well as uh, 1776project.com. Get some of that material. Take it to to your son or daughter's history professor or or teacher in high school. Teach it in your home. Yeah, yeah, teach it in your home, number one. But uh, take it to the teachers as well and, and... Maybe they'll put it in their their plans, their teaching plans. Maybe hide, hide it somewhere. I don't know. They, I doubt it. Yeah, that, but they might. I, I enjoyed that interview. They'd rather, they'd rather talk about Howard Zinn. 
That's what they'd rather talk about. So anyway. It's the government's job to insinuate bad behavior is what I've I've always said, and that's exactly what he's saying. said, we were doing doing good uh, until they started helping, you know, until they started helping helping and incentivizing uh, not having families. When this topic comes up, Iverson Jackson always says that. Yeah, he he brought it. Leave us alone and we'll be fine. He did bring it up, but I think I was wrong about it being George Washington Carver. I think it was Frederick 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 Douglass. Douglass, He said, what can can America do for about He said, leave us us alone. alone. Right. And that's that's the thing is that. One thing about just people in general is that we adapt. We learn how to deal with problems. But when someone comes along and fixes all of our problems for us, we don't learn. Especially well, when it is that you don't have to work. Yeah, when I mean, that's a... Whenever it's the community's responsibility and it's the church's responsibility among the church and the community's responsibility to take care of people, then whenever it's you switch that over to it's the government's responsibility to take care of people... You just lost your freedom, and you just lost your direction in life. One thing I saw when I was in Kentucky going to Moorhead State University, that's right on the Appalachian foothills, and you would see all these folks within Moorhead working hard, people going to the the, the, the factories and stuff. Then you get out into the Appalachian foothills where they were getting government checks, and uh, education wasn't uh, thought of being anything important. That uh, wouldn't weren't teaching their children that they should be, you know, part of uh, society and things of that nature. And it, it, it's the same thing within the black community. That's why you know so many blacks that do so well. But then you look at a lot of urban blacks and they don't do so well. Well, the same thing that he's talking about poisoned the black community in the '60s. It had the same effect on the white. In, in his and everybody else that's what they're doing though think about this and i got one minute to make my point on this and when you look at what they're doing they're trying to get as i like to say and bob would agree with me they're trying to get more and more and more people on the plantation the plantation is government they're trying to get more and more people to get government checks COVID-19. the more people that get government checks i'm just telling you the more people to get government checks, the more people will support government programs. Thomas Jefferson said when the people can vote money out of the public treasury, democracy will die. We may be watching it happen before our eyes. So Dave Ellswick Show, got another hour for you. Ed Monk's here. R.D. Hopper's here. Paul Calvert and I, Dave Ellswick and Miller, here as well. Join us. Come on back after the news. Let's get back to it. It's uh, 7 o'clock. 
Man, wasn't Bob Woodson great, guys? I, I He's enjoy, such a I great that guy. Interview, yep. I mean, look, he 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 said what Iverson has said so many times on the show, and and that is that as he he always quotes Frederick Douglass of that what they asked Frederick Douglass what could they do to help the black man? He said just leave him alone, and uh, that's that's exactly what Bob Woodson said. If you leave him alone. They'll do fine on their own. And that's, that's, I mean, just like if you pick a child up and coddle them every time they stumble and fall, will they ever learn to walk? It's not, that's, but that's not the case. See, now you're, you're saying that they're, they're doing good. No, they're not doing good. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. That, you know, when you coddle and you're taking care of a child, that's one thing. But when you're doing it so that you can self, uh, you know, make money for yourself. Yeah, it's that's a, totally different. No, no, I, I, and that's and that's what the race baiters do. They they get out there and they say we got to do this and we got to do that, and uh, we we got to give people this and give people that. And as Bob pointed out, out of every dollar during that time of the trillions of dollars that was spent in uh, Lyndon Bates Johnson's war on poverty. 70-something cents of that dollar was going to the administration of those programs. It wasn't going to the people who needed it. It was going to the program so that the program could get going. And the people at the top made a whole lot of money. The Jesse Jacksons, I'm just telling you, Jesse Jackson wasn't a great purveyor of civil rights that everybody wants to make him into. That wasn't – I can go – you go back the, the shakedown. Go yeah. Go back. <laughs> go back and read what Jackson did uh, with Operation Breadbasket. I know. I lived in that area when that was going down. In in line with what Mr. Woodson was saying, everyone needs to watch Poverty Incorporated. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's been one. on Netflix before. Poverty Incorporated. There's people making billions of dollars. There's a book, too. If you like to read more than you want to read, yeah, you'll see pop. the documentary. Read the but book. Bill Clinton's in it. Our old, yeah. old, old buddy Bill's in there. Yeah, about Haiti. Uh, it, about Haiti. Exactly right. And, you know, the rice farmers of Arkansas prof, profited a lot from putting the rice farmers in Hades out of business because the rice farmers in Haiti Couldn't cannot compete. compete with free. He couldn't compete That's with right. free. I mean, it, it's mm. hard to, just like putting all the shoemakers. But the rice shop farmers in Arkansas was paid for their rice, which was given away free. Wow. Exactly. So there are is a lot of billions of dollars made on poverty. Then you have all the people administrating all of the, the, the connections and, and all the programs. So uh, it's a big business. If you quit helping people and let them stand on their own two feet, uh, there would be a lot of jobless people in this country. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and because you know, think, we think about welfare being well, I'm going to give you free money from the taxpayers, but there's also another form of welfare, in, in to some extent at least, in in the form of government jobs that are being created that never should have existed in the oh, first you, place. I hear that so often; just makes me furious. <laughs> uh, it used to be, yeah, it used to be, prisons were used to make brooms and things of that nature. Oh, yeah, office and, furniture. And, and people would buy it from them because they could get it at a cheaper price. Well, they made them stop doing it uh, because there were other people who wanted that business out in the because regular was, market. They didn't, you know. It was destroying the market so for other people. The, the reason that they, uh, in, in government, listen to what you hear them say, let's cut, let's cut, 
the government employees by 10%. Now, this happened on my show. I remember I was asked by a state representative, well, how much do you think we can cut state government, Dave? And I said 10%. Start. And I, you would have thought what I said. I thought he was going to have apoplexy right there in front of me. I won't say who it was. We, 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 can't, we can't get a 1%. You know, we'll he all freaked out. And I, and I said, he says, do you know how many government jobs we'd have to cut? And I said, when did it ever become the responsibility of government to create jobs that way? Is a government's job, is it an act? asset or a liability to society as far as the ratio between private jobs and government well, it's jobs a, it's you know that the only reason <laughs> that they get paid is because your taxes pays for it think about that if i could get rid of 10 percent of those jobs and still give you the service that you demand you'd be happy would yeah, you be happy if your direct tv business. bill went down 10 yeah. percent in the federal government alone if we just went line by line and to keep a federal employee employed, we have to directly connect it to a power authorized in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It would there be massive layoffs. Yes, there would massive be massive layoffs. And right, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, of course, to be honest with you, and I mean that's what we preach and teach here on the station and talk about. And that's like with the previous topic of welfare. Uh, people go into well, how much should it be? Should we have it as no. a philosophical thing instead of there is no power in the U.S. Constitution for the Congress to take money from people who make it and give it to people who don't. It's not there. Whether it's a good idea or not, you can debate for philosophical enjoyment, but the power is not there to do it, so they shouldn't be doing it. And no one ha- no one makes that conversation. They leap so, to so how much, much should it be, so who much, should it be on. Mm-hmm. Not, there is no authority for the government to do so it. So much of the conversation goes right past the principle and goes on to, well, it's a good idea. So let's, yeah. how, how, do we, how do we implement this good idea as opposed to, you know, we don't have any authority to do it. It's wrong. Well, what do we say on this show? It, it's, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Was that was that Daniel Boone, uh, his neighbor that told him that time, or who was it that told him one time that he wasn't going to vote for him because that was uh, a story about Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett, there it is, Davy Crockett. That is a good story. They don't teach that story in school about Davy Crockett's neighbor telling him either you don't understand the Constitution when you read it or you've never read it. It was not yours to give. I think was maybe the the name of the <laughs> That's story. Exactly right. Well, I forget who it was uh, in in. I think it was, uh, I think it was Crockett as well when he was serving in uh, the House, and made the statement they were there was a secretary whose home had burned to the ground, and they were going That's to give her story. give uh-huh. her some money mm-hmm. uh, to uh, rebuild her house, and uh, uh, Crockett didn't vote for that. But, but after money. but after it was all over, he went up and gave the woman quite a bit of money to help rebuild her house that's the principle that's supposed to play in america i think as i recall that story was he actually got up and challenged the rest of congress yeah he did to, to give to give money of their own yeah and I, I think he i think he may have been one of the poorest among them and i think he he, he maybe he gave up a hundred dollars well like the that. guy out in kentucky versus a guy probably in connecticut or whatever i can tell you what he was a poor one <laughs> yeah i think it started out with bills you know Government has the tendency to grow. I think it started out with veterans, widows, and things like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and helping. And then they just grew. They they did something that felt really good, but it was unconstitutional. And that was the beginning. And, well, and, and, and yeah. the progression is just keep and on going and going so and going. Many, there's so many things like that that 
well, it's a good cause. You know, like a swing set, a nice cause, but it ain't the job of government. Yeah, one of our founders it. said that the Constitution, one of its main purposes is to protect ourselves from our own best interests, from, from <laughs> what we want, want to do but should not do. And here's my key for everybody who says, well, look as a, as a country what we can do to help the poor. Well, here's what I say. Instead of forcibly taking money from people, because you've got 51 votes to their 49. How about we allow, allow people to make the decision on their own if they want to give their money out of their out of their savings account or checking account or out of their wallet to help somebody? Why force people to do it? Well, consider consider that number that 70% of the money being spent for these welfare programs is going to administration That's right. purposes. So just just think. Still is. If, if 50% of the population decided to give to the poor, they would still get more. Be a 20% raise. It would be a 20% raise for the poor, potentially, because of the fact the government's already wasting the um, 70% of what's being collected. So if try to, try really to explain it, that to somebody, though. I'm just but, telling you, try but, to explain but, that to somebody. That's right. so, there so, is so difficult. Of, there is a group of people, though, that would rather that would rather pay the 70% and, get and have a good conscience and not worry about it than go out and, and get their hands dirty and do the right they, thing. They, they'd rather the poor have less and, and more money be wasted. All right. Yes. We've got to take a break. Interesting discussion today. Some things to ponder at the the water cooler while you're having a cup of coffee with your coworker or whatever. Don't forget about David Lucas. Here's what he wants to do. He knows you're you know working hard tr- trying to make it uh, in your daily life. Uh, are you thinking about your retirement? If you're 50 years old, you should be really zeroing in about what you're going to do at you know 65 or 70 and uh, have enough to, uh, to, to do the things that you want to do in your, quote, golden years. I just watched a documentary on HBO the other night about Nick Bonacani. A lot of you will know who that is. He's a great middle linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, played on the Miami Dolphins when they went undefeated back in the 70s. And uh, he's dying of... Uh, you know, Alzheimer's, and uh, it's a sad story. But he said that I'm 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 at my golden years, and now I'm I'm ready to enjoy them. Well, the problem is you don't get to enjoy your golden years unless you prepare to be able to enjoy your golden years. And Nick Bonacani worked hard to be able to uh, enjoy his golden years, which have not turned turned to 10 more than they've turned golden david lucas wants you not to have that happen to you that's why he's got a brochure out that you need to get a hold of called the ultimate retirement planning checklist are you ready to retire it asks you 31 questions that you have to answer and if you can answer those questions and the answers you you give are the correct ones you'll be ready to retire if not those areas that you miss could derail your retirement train just put it that way if you want one of these free be one of the first 10 callers at 501-222-3315 501-222-3315 and uh, he'll be happy to send you one absolutely free investment advisory services are offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor 
All right, back, 721 on a Monday. Power Panel's here. Ed Monk is here from Last Resort Firearms Training. How's the training going over at Last Resort? More and more people want to be trained? Yes, our, uh, because of the, I don't know, the hat trick of COVID, then riots, and then the politics of the election. Uh, private lessons have tripled. People wow. uh, looking for the basic concealed carry have tripled. Um we don't do a lot of advanced stuff, but the, the advanced stuff we're doing, the, the only issue there is more and more people are not wanting to uh, use the ammunition that they have because mm-hmm. ammunition is so scarce right now. Uh, so we're not doing a lot of big classes where you shoot a lot of guns. We did start a new rifle class, though. Somebody, so, somebody told me that one of the sports stores now have cleared their shelves of the ammunition, and you've got to go up and personally ask for it, and they'll give you whatever the prescribed amount of boxes is that you can get i I don't doubt that because now that you know a box of nine millimeter used to be 12 bucks a box and now it might be 40 or 50 bucks a box street value may not be at that store then the the, street value i like that yeah well that well the joke is you know if i get mugged in the parking lot if i don't think he's you know if i'm not sure he's going to kill me i'm just going to give him my wallet because the ammo in my gun costs more than (laughs) the money in my wallet you'll lose but, yeah, uh, it's tough uh, getting getting guns, getting ammo. So, you know, we're training so many more people, and a lot of them are first-time new people. And they're like, okay, where do I go to get a gun? Well, here are the places that they used to be available, you know, but they're, it's much harder to find now. And we know people who bought their first gun or got it as a Christmas gift because they asked for it, and, and now they can't. it's really hard to find ammo for it. So it's like having a fire extinguisher with no powder in it. You know, it's it, it looks kind of cool, but... But you can find it. You just have to put some effort into it. You have to put some effort yeah, and some, some money. Into it. Yeah, definitely. And some money. Like they had, you know, most ammos at the gun show uh, at right after Christmas, but it, you were going to pay for it. Let me read something that Chris Rock said. You don't need no gun control. You know what you need? We need some bullet control. Men, we need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost $5,000. per bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs $5,000 a piece, every time somebody gets shot, we'd say, damn, he must have done something really bad. He's got $50,000 worth of bullets in his butt. And people would think before they killed somebody, if a bullet costs $5,000, I would blow your effing head off if i could afford it well somebody, i'm going to get me another job i'm going to start saving some money well politicians paid attention to that i'm just telling you that's what they're wrong. working at but it, well somebody just sent me a text saying the gun show in conway this weekend we're selling 22 ammunition for a dollar a shell <laughs> that's crazy yep. that is that's insane crazy. Yeah, but but it goes right back they're using Chris Rockets, that's funny, all right? I agree. That's funny. However, uh, yeah, there's the, people they, who they, actually legislate with that thought in mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, anything to slow down or agitate people who want to exercise their Second Amendment rights is what the left is going to try to do. Well, now, a lot of times they're doing it just to make the right throw money and effort at it, and they know they're not going to get it. But in my mind, the most dangerous thing they could do in the next four years or two years a lot of people have forgotten that before we passed a, the the Republican Congress passed a law under President Bush the second, there was a coordinated effort for states to sue the gun makers. They were trying yeah, to were. sue them out mm-hmm. of business, and they openly said, 
We don't really care. We'd like to win these cases, but we don't have to win we'll them. We'll drain them. We will bleed them dry with yep. legal fees because Atlanta will sue them and Atlanta will lose. But then New York will sue them and New York will lose. And then Chicago will sue them. So they had all these cities lined up to sue them. And Colt or Smith & Wesson or Ruger or Glock, no, no company can withstand that many legal fights because the city is using tax money that's virtually unlimited. And we don't put the people in jail there. for filing false lawsuits. Exactly. So that wasn't in the Constitution. That was a law passed by a Republican president and Republican Congress. Now we have a Democratic Congress and a Democratic president. They could lift that. And they wouldn't have to governmentally restrict. Of course, they probably will try. But they'll just let the cities sue. Yeah, and, you know, I just look at, I mean, it's like the NRA, okay? Now, the NRA has made some missteps over the last few years. I'm going to be one of the first people to admit that. However, they're going bankrupt. I guess you all heard that they're moving to Texas. Yep. All right, but they're going, they're they're filing for bankruptcy. It, but what I'm not sure of yet are if they're filing for bankruptcy b- because, just because of their financial situation or trying to if that legally is what they have to do to unincorporate new york so they can incorporate somewhere else for a lot of people that don't know the national rifle association was started in the in the 1800s by civil war generals uh to foster training with firearms so because in the civil war at least in the northern units they found a lot of young people they drafted in didn't didn't know how to shoot a gun so hadn't even seen a gun for future wars they wanted a mass populace mm-hmm. trained in firearms so when we drafted for the next war There'd be more trained people. And it was incorporated in New York in the 1800s, even though their headquarters has been in D.C. and Virginia for the last several decades. But they're incorporated in New York, and New York is coming after them. The attorney general, they tried to start kind of a uh, insurance program for yep. self-defense use. The, the attorney general of New York came after them for that. And they're, they're, they can see they're still going to – the state is going to try to bleed them in legal fight, so why not just go to a gun-friendly state? Yeah, it would make sense to me. I wish they'd come to Arkansas. But so that's we're... another thing, bouncing off what we talked about, about people not getting involved and not caring, and it's our fault. It's not Pelosi or Biden's. You know, there's about 80 million gun owners. That's what I keep seeing. You'd probably say 85 or 90 million now that there's been the increase, and there's only 5 million NRA members. And then we talked earlier about how we infight instead of get together and move. That's and right. To, well, I'm not going to join the NRA because. Yeah. Well, well, who are you a member of? And almost everybody it's nobody they're, they're just not going to get involved they're just going to bitch and complain about people who do get involved i've had people say i'm going to join nra because they make their they their hats are made in china come on man then throw the hat in the trash if you don't want that yeah, hat. don't but take it I, because look, we I, won't combine and fight as a group like the left does way better than we do i mean that's why i'm a member of the nra and goa yeah both and, of and, them. and that's when i work at gun shows and recruit for nra as a volunteer people will come up you ought to do that you ought to be a member of goa instead and i'm like why does it have to be instead and i pull out my <laughs> life membership of the gun owners of america yeah. and i say you're that's the problem they got us infighting with each other instead of cooperating well, and, and with each other. That's that's one of the things we're seeing some here in Arkansas with some of the at least one one or two of the gun groups around is that rather than yeah they're attacking cor- Ballinger rather than being cordial and sometimes you disagree and that's okay you know I've I've spoken against some of Bob Ballinger's bills we're still friends that's okay the fact is that we can learn how to disagree sometimes and be. And still be Agree civil. to disagree. And still be civil. That's and, why and I've that's, been married 34 and, years. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and so that's one of the things I think that, that, that one, we need to learn how to read legislation. And, and two, we need to learn how to, to, to not burn bridges. Because the fact is that people like Bob Ballinger and some of the other guys, 
We need them. The fact is that Bob Ballinger is probably one of the best people in the state for gun rights. And and, and if the, the gun rights groups are going to, to throw him under the bus and run him over and back up and run him over again, you know, that's not very good for your cause. Well, they did that. Uh, who was the uh, representative from up in northwest uh, Arkansas uh, that did so much for campus carry? Oh, and, um, uh, Charlie Collins. Yeah, Charlie Collins. I mean, people... Boy, did he ever from get the, thrown out of the from bus. the right, they they attacked him as well. well hey, listen, we've got uh, we got Rush to come up, and then we'll be back with more of the Dave Ellswick show. Want to get your house cleaned? Want to buy? A, Ed, have you bought yours? No, tell okay. me how. You can go go to four zero four sixty five sixty. Call four zero four sixty five sixty. Talk to Chuck, and he'll sell you a uh, two hundred dollar uh, certificate that will get a house a small house. Uh, up to fifteen hundred square foot. You don't live in a mansion yet, do you? No. Okay. It's a compound, but oh, it's not you're a mansion. The compound. All right. So fifteen hundred square foot. Uh, you can do it uh, for uh, two hundred bucks. If you buy it through one hundred one one FM, you'll get it for a hundred bucks. Uh, if you're up to two hundred and twenty five hundred square foot, it's three hundred dollars or one hundred and fifty through uh, us here at uh, the Answer. So. Uh, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. They do a great job deep cleaning your home. And I've just said you got about four weeks uh, till Valentine's Day. Go ahead and buy a couple of these and give them to your wife for Valentine's Day. She'll appreciate it. She really will. I've, I already let my, my wife know that I'm doing it. And she says, well, that's awful nice of you. That's awful nice of you. So, uh, And things have been nice around the uh, Ellswick uh, compound. You know, like I like to say, happy wife, happy happy life. That's just kind of the way. That's what my daddy taught me, and I've I've lived by that since I've been since I've been married, and it's worked out for me. Ain't mama happy? Ain't nobody. Happy. That's true. Absolutely, that's a true story. Uh, anyway, uh, the line to call again four zero four sixty five sixty. It's five zero one area code four zero one four zero four. Pardon me, sixty five sixty. And uh, you can get a two hundred dollar uh, certificate for a hundred bucks, or a three hundred dollar uh, large house certificate for a hundred and fifty bucks, right here at one zero one one FM four zero four sixty five sixty. Ask for Chuck; he'll take care of you. Call after nine. The office open nine to five. That's the time to call. So uh, I know you wanted one. You told me several weeks ago you wanted one. Absolutely. So they've got them. All right, they have them now for you to to pick them up uh, and to do and, and to get along the way you want to get along. All right, so we've had some good discussion today about a lot of different things. We talked about gun rights, mm-hmm. and we did that. Then we, we talked about Dr. Martin Luther King, which we should. Today uh, is his day uh, as a holiday, and uh, a lot of people have taken this day off. I think banks are closed, uh, government offices are closed, uh, legislature is not around so i don't have to keep my hand on my wallet uh so the bottom line is uh, uh it's a day to rem- and reflect on what dr king had to say and uh, just to let you know we've come a long way uh since dr king we really really have uh through the things that he taught us and the things that that that, that he pushed for and now we've got people on the left as doc as uh, not doctor but as bob woodson from the woodson center talked about who's taken uh, what Dr. King had to say and tried to discredit it, tried to walk away from it, said that it doesn't have any place in uh, 21st century America, 
Uh, and that, my friends, is very, very sad. I, I really thought it was pretty telling what he, what he said about how can we help black people is leave them alone. Stop helping. Stop trying to help. That's the way with most people. Well, that's, that gets back to that's equality, the, how yeah. you can help they just uh, want to be a left-handed gay nun is by getting out of their way yeah, and go, govern the least govern the be, govern government is the government is governing best when it governs least so it doesn't matter what gender you are what race you are get out of your way and let you succeed and let you excel and, right. and, and we fail. also talked let about fail. we also talked about the hate crime bill that yeah. the governor is pushing it is against everything that we're talking about is that not right guy yep, it's true well, it, it's against it's, everything it, we're talking it, about it's one of those things that it, it places more value on a crime if your intention was based on race or or some other sort of bigotry versus if you're just covetous and you're trying to steal something from from somebody somehow bigotry, it's, right. well i mean it's 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 it it, it puts a greater value on on bigotry malice versus covetous malice or just plain hatefulness perhaps but and they they talk about how well there's businesses that say they're not coming to arkansas because we don't have hate crime i don't want those Here's, kind of businesses well, no no I, if they don't want to come here that's fine yeah. but i'll tell you what you let me cut the corporate tax rate in arkansas where, anyway. it's, where it's below what in texas and and in uh, states around us, and you might be surprised how many can look the other way and come here. They, how about lower crime? How about lower crime instead of something as divisive like that? And if people think that there won't be laws to define hate crimes, you know, I went to church in Branson, Missouri this weekend when we were up there in Branson, and the guy got up and said, listen, people, they're trying to pass hate crime laws in Arkansas, and those will be changed to try to take our freedom to worship away from us. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a guy in Branson, Missouri, before church started. He said, I want you guys to be aware that the freedoms that we have to be here this morning will be under attack in the future because of things that are going on in Arkansas right now. Mm-hmm. And he lived in Arkansas. So everybody, please be aware of it. And for the people who say um, that we need to change the First Amendment, there's people out there that believe that, that we need to, to curtail what? the First Amendment uh, and that they should be able to tell you what can you can't do hate speech. You can't say something bad about somebody or or whatever or or bad about a political ideology or whatever just know that they don't have a first amendment in the constitution in canada you take a look at what goes on over there they actually tell churches that they can't talk about certain things that are in the bible they can't because they don't have a first amendment be glad thank god that you have a first amendment thank god that the founding fathers based it upon God-given rights, not upon government-given rights. But it's, we're already encroaching upon that now. You know, and I've been involved in gun rights for 30 or so years, and we've been saying for 30 or so years, if you let them successfully come after and violate the Second Amendment, which, of course, they have, then the First Amendment's next. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 there's, you're, you know, there's no way. Of course they're going to come after guns. They're never going to come after the First Amendment. Yeah. And we, we sat here for the last year and watched mayors and governors make it a crime to assemble in a church to worship. Yep. And we, we, we watched it happen. And, and, and almost not a peep? No. Yeah, I mean, uh, not from not from the masses. Yeah, and there's a few There's the problem. There's, there's a, there's a do few they outliers. understand? Do the masses even understand how important 
the Bill of Rights are? They don't understand the Bill of Rights. So if they don't understand the Bill saying. of Rights, they can't. There's a, a, and I've told you, there's a wonderful uh, scene in HBO's miniseries, John Adams, where it's when John Adams is over in France with Franklin serving as minister to France, trying to get support for the war. And they're at this party and Adams is kind of getting made fun of because he doesn't know the French language. He's not familiar with any of the plays right. that they're talking about. And he says, well, you know, my country's in turmoil. We're trying to get independence and form a new nation. So I have to spend all my time not with other languages and not with plays and music, but with politics and government. Mm-hmm. And if I if I get that right, if my generation gets that right, then maybe my son can study science and math. And maybe if he gets then, maybe my grandchildren will have the luxury of spending their time with entertainment yeah, and going, leisure. Go, go, going to see Phantom of the Opera. Exactly. And and we're exactly opposite of that right now. As we've said, we, there's people that can name you every, all five starting players on the on the Razorback basketball team and probably give you some their height and some of their stats, but they can't tell you they're congressmen. They can't name one Supreme Court justice. So they're spending they their time. They probably can't even know, know, name their local yes. state representative or state senator. They can tell you who won the Voice TV show the last five times. So they're they're focused on the luxury while their rights are being and, eroded. And, and they, they, may, they may not know how to fix their toilet. They may not know how to, to how to grow a garden. What what good are these people when it actually comes down to needful things if things kind of get rough? And Dave, like you said earlier, People need to understand that what goes on in Arkansas may not be as shiny. It may not be as, uh, I don't know, as interesting as what goes in Washington. But what goes well, they're on not in, talking about it on national TV. Right. But what goes on in Arkansas is more important than what's going on in Washington. And having the right people to stand up against the overreaching Washington is more And, and that's one of the things important. I think that, that we need to, to, to encourage our legislators this session right now is to get them to have a spine. Let's pass some legislation that's going to tell the federal government you can't come here. You, you need you need to back There's away. Areas that you're not welcome right. in. Education right. is one of and, them. And that's, and that's yeah. So, we'll stand so, on the tenth amendment. So many Republicans are so soft on these things that they'll they'll say, well, you know, you're and giving why? us money. And why? There's, that's, right. And that's, so that's, there, there you go. You, you so, said the special word. I, so, I wish I had my sound effects machine and, where I could uh, hit the ca- yeah the cash uh, register ching because that's what it comes down to and, and that's kind of where we're at is I, in, in years past it's been uh, in recent history it's been a, the state budget's about five billion and the federal budget's about twenty five billion and that, that, so the whole budget was about thirty billion that made up the state of Arkansas. I don't know what's going to be this year. Who knows what with I've all kind the COVID of, stuff? I've kind of was lost it forty track billion, fifty billion, about fifty billion, and so so. About eight how, of it how, is do, how do we get, our money? How, do, how are we going to convince the legislators and the governor to say back away? You elect a different governor. It's the first thing you do. We have a big government, Washington governor, right now that doesn't doesn't put freedom as as important a as a priority. And the next governor of the state of Arkansas is going to be a very important race with. With things going on in Washington, like they are, the next governor is going to be a very, very important race for the state of Arkansas. Uh, quarter till eight here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll come back, finish it up today in uh, just a moment. Let me remind you about Hillcrest Jewelry. Uh, Eric Coleman is ready to work with you to get that special something. I mean, if you don't want a, uh, a, a certificate to have your house clean. 
Well, then maybe you want something glittery and, and you know, sparkly to give to that significant other. Uh, do that through uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry uh, up at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard here in Little Rock. Uh, Eric Coleman has got a lot of stuff on display that would be nice uh, for your significant other. Or you can talk to him specifically because he's such an artisan and get with that computer that he has at uh, the uh, jewelry shop and design a ring or a necklace or a bracelet uh, for your uh, wife or fiance or significant other or whatever. I mean, uh, you can buy a piece of jewelry that will be absolutely unique to that person. You'll never have them sitting down next to another woman at a at a dinner or whatever, and they're talking about their rings and say, "Yeah, yeah, that's a, that looks like that one case jewelers that I that I saw." Yeah, you won't have that because. It will be unique to that person, and that is a special thing that people like to be able to do. Yeah, that's the one of a kind that I got on my my hand or around my neck, whatever. Uh, Do it by going to visit Eric Coleman Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, again at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, or call him, 501-246-3655. He'll talk to you on the phone as well. You can start working on stuff, 501-246-3655. For Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Okay, we get back to our final segment. Boy, it's gone fast today. We've had a lot to talk about. Uh, go to our podcast on uh, uh, our website, 101.1, uh, just 1011FM, and uh, listen to the 635 to 7 o'clock segment for sure. With Bob Woodson from the Woodson Center, we talked about Dr. Martin Luther King. We talked about the left and how they've just totally screwed up what Dr. King was trying to get done. You'll, you'll, Bob Woodson, 83 years young. I'm going to tell you what, real quick, guys. Was he not sharp as a tack? He yes. was sharp as a tack. We found <laughs> out that name. we have a lot of things in common with, with Mr. Yes, Woodson. Yes, he's and, a great and, and man. What our he's beliefs a, are. He's, he's a, a great guy. Freedom. Christian capitalist kind of yeah he's a good man I appreciate his his statements about the family (laughs) is one of the big issues that's causing the black community to fall apart and just society in general is that we don't have true fathers in the homes anymore and even uh, even the ones that are there a lot of times are so so derelict in their duties they're they're absent even though they're there but can you imagine if you pick 10 and I'm using the quotation mark things here what in society most people would call black leaders in our country and, and what kind of names they would call him oh my. for just the simple provable oh common sense stuff that he just said on the air yeah i didn't ask him that i should have asked him that because it's not pretty no and he didn't say he's been called an uncle tom a it, lot he just stated fact and very simple straightforward stuff that yeah. he would have he'd be ridiculed because he's threatening their ability to make money and policy off of and it's it's common for people to lash out Poverty. when, some, when yep. someone brings into question the way they make a living or something they're supporting or something of that nature. It's common for we, we do it ourselves in many cases. We we tend to lash out against someone who brings into question the rightness of what we're doing. All right. With that in mind, I'm going to change the subject. All right. That's something else for you to, to kind of. Uh, chew on your cud a little bit as they say if you don't know what that means look it up uh, and you can fi- fi- figure it out all right ed monk of course is a licensed instructor using guns last resort his business with his brother uh, down whitehall 
Uh, real quickly, you've got a training class coming up. Well, we've got an educational presentation uh, coming up. Redfield Missionary Baptist Church in Redfield, Arkansas, has asked us to come give a presentation on the active shooter threat. And so and they have opened it up and said anybody can come. Uh, it's going to be kind of church-focused, but 80% of the presentation will be just generally on the active shooter threat that could happen anywhere. Your business, your mall, your place of work, your kids' school, your daughter's college, any place. And it's totally free to attend. It's on this Thursday, January 21st from 6 to 8 p.m. I appreciate uh, the church opening it up uh, for anybody that wants to come. It's an ugly presentation because it's an ugly topic. It's about people who go into public places and try to shoot a lot of people they don't know for reasons that we usually can't comprehend. But we can't adequately prepare for them uh, as individuals or as organizations unless we fully understand what the threat is. So anybody can come to that uh, in Redfield Thursday night, Missionary Baptist Church of Redfield at 6 to 8 p.m. All right. Now, your brother is teaching about long guns. Let's talk a little yep. bit about that. We expanded our training facility uh, this last year to now include a, a rifle range that you can shoot out to 460 yards, and he has just... Uh, crazy with long-range precision rifle shooting, how to weaponize math to hit very small items very long, far away. So he, we did our first class on October on Halloween Day, October 31st. He has two more in February that are already full. Uh, and so wow. March 27th and April 10th are both Saturdays uh, that he has scheduled for him again. It's about a half day of classroom talking about all that uh, Ouija board, uh, bloody chicken's foot, kind of crazy stuff. Exactly. Barometric pressure, spin of the earth, all that crazy stuff uh, that he gets into on how you can zero your, your, your scoped rifle at a certain distance and then know how to, given all those factors, manipulate your scope to hit precision at other distances. And not just using Kentucky windage by aiming high or aiming left for the wind, but how to use your scope. So that I know the last class I helped him run, you know, we zeroed at 100 and then people were tinging still targets at 200, 300, 400, 460. Uh, it's pretty amazing for those people that know how to do that. Well, I use the Sergeant York technique and uh, I, uh, I, I dampened the sight at the end <laughs> of my rifle. <laughs> With iron sights. And See, you a lot of people don't under, 500 there's yards. There's so. so many people listen to my show and they go, what is he talking Watch the movie. Gary Cooper. <laughs> Sh- Gary Cooper, start, Sergeant York. Start shooting at the back and work your way to the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, that was always good. He learned that from turkey hunting. <laughs> yeah. That's how That's he learned it. You, you, a, a guy who, who learned how turkey hunting with a rifle? Yeah. How many people right. could turkey hunt with a rifle? And if, okay, he's talking here. about turkeys that were flying. Yeah. He was a he was a marksman. To <laughs> say the small, least. miss small. Yeah, he was a he was a, <laughs> another a marksman. So when okay. you're hungry, you're so when's shot. the next one? March what? March twenty seventh and April tenth. That's two hundred fifty dollars. Only six people per class because it's kind of a focused in thing, and it's like I think eight to four. It's a it's a full day class. Probably about three hours in the classroom, and then a lunch break, and then the rest on the range. Shooting. I need to I need to take that class just because just because. You know, I got the scope on my my 308. 308 used to be the go-to for the Army for for snipers. And, uh, you know, I've clicked off that little piece of plastic on the top and looked at the dial on the top of my scope. I don't know how to use that. He'll he'll teach you. I would like to learn how, what to do with it, you know, because it comes in handy if if you're out mountain goat hunting and things of that nature. Yep. 
Yeah, he, now, he have I gone it. out and go hunting? No, <laughs> and but I, I tell hope you, the, to. The class, when I've helped him teach it, the students, when, when they apply those measures, they, most of them are pretty surprised at what their rifles and scopes can do if they know how to use them and know how to optimize them. Yeah, they can do yeah, good lot, things for A lot you. of us can't shoot as well as our guns. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think anybody can really right. well, and that's why you know with self-defense handguns people will say well i'm considering these three which one's more accurate and i'm like that it does that doesn't matter and well, you, use correctly. you know there's some custom handguns yeah, that they claim we guarantee a two-inch group at 50 yards well okay well, you're not shooting at 50 yards a defensive handgun is probably to shoot one to three yards in the parking lot so that they're all accurate enough the thing is are they reliable and are you carrying it those are the two big questions yeah, you, you don't you have to be pretty good to, to shoot that kind of range my brother can shoot 100 yards with a pistol he does on a regular basis he'll hit stuff but i mean he's good i can hit a barn but not a, the, the not a two inch plate at 100 is, yards you know we a lot of us get our history from movies okay just so you know now sergeant york i read the books about sergeant york after I saw the movie, I went out and got the books and read them. My father always talked about him because he was from West Virginia and whatever. And I think uh, I think York was from Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, uh, you know, you look at, at those guys, and they were just really good marksmen. Back in the Old West, a lot of us watch gun smoke and things of that nature and we think of they had the gun the gunfight and one guy was at one end of the street and the other was at the other end of the street that's not the way it happened no that's and, not and the way it draw happened. and shoot each other from the hip at that's, 50 yards yeah there's yeah. There's, there's 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 what 10 people in the world that can do that kind of thing it, yeah. it's it, maybe if you really really practice but by and large that sort of thing is fantasy a lot of billy kids kills were in the back just so you'll know there's a great movie out. The guy, the gunslinger, says, if you don't have to face the gun, that's the best way. Just so you know. Yeah. All right. Take a break. Until 6 a.m. tomorrow. Elizabeth will be here tomorrow. Bible Guys will be here. Don't forget to get your questions in. Bible Guys at uh, SalemLR.com. Ed, thank you. R.D., thank you. Paul, thank you for yes, coming sir. in today. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stand by. We're going to talk money next.